why have a big, hairy, audacious goal? I don't think Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk are special. I never have. Your business cannot operate day to day without you being there every minute of every day. Like you do not have a business, you have a job. It's a NASCAR thing too. They say, don't look at the wall, you're gonna hit the wall. Welcome to the Built to Lead podcast, where we're going to do our darndest here to bring you guys value. Um, if you feel that this is valuable to you, if it's affected you in a positive way, and if you think that's going to help you and other people uh, grow in your leadership and grow your business, that we just ask, I ask that you share it, comment on it, like it, engage with us online in some way, um, because that is the only way for this to grow organically and, yeah. uh, and you help us help other people. And we just like to know if if we're making a difference too. Yeah, we do. We do genuinely want to make a difference. Yeah. We don't have ads. We're not getting paid. It's not the point of this. The point is to affect people and help people and uplift people. Yeah. And uh, we just are asking for your help in the process. What is today's yeah. topic? What are we talking about today, Jory? Today we are talking about you are the limiting factor. What? <laughs> okay, I... I'm the limiting factor. Yes, we're going to talk me under the bus just here. about Tyler and how he is the limiting factor. <laughs> but more honestly, how we, me, and you, the listener, are your own limiting factor. You okay. are the biggest okay. blockade in the way of your personal success. Right. So I am the limiting factor, but not like for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You don't okay. have to get past Tyler in order to become your best self. Yeah. It's actually you that's in front of you. We're just setting up a gauntlet here later. <laughs> outside where it's just you have to get past just me. get past everyone yeah. in the company gets to take a run at tyler yeah exactly <laughs> so that just makes me stronger yes tyler's yeah, gonna right? be amazing at the end everyone's gonna be like wow that was easy that was <laughs> um so i think that the big why on why i think this topic's important is we've talked about core values mm -hmm. we've talked about mission we've talked about vision those are extremely important things and especially for the first few episodes of this podcast i want to bring very very high power tactical topics to play here and so with mission and vision you're mostly looking outward mm -hmm. at your goals at your vision at your mission at your values and that's great and you're pushing all that outward but in this podcast i want to turn the camera around and you around to look at yourself for a second right because yeah, we're if you're not looking inwardly and holding yourself accountable to the standards and the things that you need to want to do um everything else will become limited right right it's almost like yeah play, playing chess you know mm -hmm. you're moving all these pieces around well it's, i lost chess because the chessboard lost yeah it's no. the chessboard's <laughs> fault that i didn't make it right no right. you you are the leader yeah. you are the leader not just in a business but in your own life um, right. We all have unlimited potential in us, but we all don't perceive or believe that that's mm. for us, that we're capable of it, that we can, and that, that all the whole world is available to us mm -hmm. if we so choose and if we can think that way. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's tough for some people. There's some people that are just like, well, no, I'm just not worth it. Why would I ever think that i'm worth it i'm i'm being humble mm -hmm. yeah i'm being humble and that's some it's a core value which i'm going to go on a tangent here but in our company humble confidence is a core value and you know especially even in the christian realms humbleness yeah. is touted as this this 
like the number one thing you got to be humble you should be this but what happens is people misunderstand humbleness yes to be meekness that we need to be weak we need to be meek we need to be quiet we need to get out of people's way we have to be always selfless to a fault yeah. and that is not humbleness well even meekness is misunderstood because it's it's not actually weakness mm-hmm. yeah and so I, yeah, people just misunderstand those things. And mm-hmm. So we discount ourselves. We don't believe in ourselves. We don't have faith in ourselves because of an overabundance of humbleness, weakness, meekness, and just not honestly believing that we're worth it. We we decrease our personal worth and our belief yeah. in ourselves. Um, and that is not what Christ has for us at all. Right. Right. We, we are each individually special and he has so much more for us than we can perceive. And we even limit what Christ can do in our life. Right. With our own personal limitations oh, that yeah. we put on ourselves, our limited belief, our limited um, mindset toward what is possible. Yeah, we we don't relinquish things to Christ as we should. Yeah, which which greatly limits. Mm. I yeah. say it to people all the time, it's like w- God's plan for your life is is so far beyond bigger than you can even appreciate. If you spent all day, every day, trying to visualize and work through and understand how big and how awesome it can be, you mm-hmm. still won't even tickle what's possible. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. We, we put ourselves in a box and it's like, well, this is all I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. So that's it all. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah. I'd, I heard a sermon the other day I thought was a really good analogy where he said, when we are we're looking forward for what's possible in our life, um, all we see is these obstacles. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a fence here and I'm going to run up against that fence. And then now I can't get past the fence. The fence is a problem or it's a wall. Right. And then, you you know, you may eventually get over that obstacle, but then go look 10 feet later. There's another fence. There's another wall. There's mm-hmm. another obstacle. There's another challenge. There's a trench. There's a rock in my way. There's a whatever. And all we are seeing is this fence, rock, trench, wall. Yeah. And then we get disheartened when really what we mm-hmm. need to do is, is look up at God, look up at Christ and yeah. keep our eyes fixed on him. And then we end up just flying over these obstacles because we're giving them power by letting them stand in front of us and grow in our sight yeah. instead of seeing what God has for us and what's possible where we can just shoot right over top. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm teaching my son to drive mm-hmm. and, and I, and I say, cause he's already done this. When you focus on the thing that you don't want to hit, you hit it. Yes. And so you're actually looking beyond what you, what you don't want to hit, knowing that it's there, but turning around it and yeah. going and going beyond it. Yeah, if you, it's the, it's NASCAR thing too. They say don't look at the wall; you're going to hit the wall. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's a hundred percent that we we move towards the things we give power to the things that are in our way that yeah. have really no power in our life. Right. That uh, we blow these obstacles out of proportion by looking at them, staring at them, and working ourselves up about them instead of just tackling them and going at them. And then when you do, most often you realize that it wasn't such a big deal. Yeah. Like, wow, that wasn't that hard. How many times have I procrastinated a small task and go like, oh, that's going to be a problem because I don't know. I don't know what's behind the first problem. There's a pipe that I broke in my yard. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a couple. So I was I was leveling our yard to plant grass and yeah. we have a septic field in our backyard. And there's a couple of these kind of vent type pipes. And I don't even know what's all underneath there, but there's these little outlet pipes. And I accidentally ran one over with my tractor. And so it broke and it's been kind of like there's some leakage coming out of this every once in a while. And so I've been going, okay, I need to fix that pipe. Um, 
but yeah. I don't know how broken it is. I don't know where the pipe goes. I the, the unknown seems like this insurmountable yeah. problem, and so I I've just been kind of procrastinating. I bought some parts to fix it, and then look at it, and I go, mm, and I go do a different task, and I go do this, and go do that, and then finally the other day I was like, okay, well, I gotta, I'm gonna have to fix this at some point, so yeah. I better just go. Just go and do. Just take action against it, and I'll find what I find, and I know I'll be capable of tackling it yep. in the end. So I start digging around the pipe. I take the cover off. I realize, oh, where I broke the pipe, I thought I was just going to cap it. It's actually broken further down another couple feet, and so that pipe pulls out, so I have to keep digging. Then there's cloth, and then there's gravel, and oh, I gotta keep digging. Yeah. And so yep. I, I dig down. I find where the other broke part is. I put a couple of pieces together. I find the parts that I need, which yeah. I was blessed enough to have. I had bought a bunch of different pipe fittings and I was able to kind of fit it all together. Okay, this is going to work. So I dug the thing out. Then I put it all back together, glued it, locked it down, buried it back down, put the parts back together. Boom, done. Yeah. 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And you never would have known that if you didn't just and and do dig it, it up. It wasn't that I thought it was going to take hours. It wasn't that I thought that it was going to be like something that I could never do. I was afraid of what other things I was going to find. And sometimes you do find yeah. other monsters in the closet when you start yeah. going down these things. But I was mostly afraid of my capability to handle the problem. Right. What was I afraid of? Am I enough? Do I know how? Am I open? Am I going to be like I'm fearing my own own inadequacy to deal right. with the problem. You yeah. know, I know, oh, I'll figure it out. I can always figure it out. Like me, a person in my mind, who is probably the most, one of the largest growth mindset person, like anything mm -hmm. is possible in my scope, in my mind. I build businesses, I can hire people, I can get capital, I can, I'm going to be the best in the industry. I got all these big visionary type, yeah. like skin that I deal with. And, and here I am procrastinating, fixing a little pipe in my yeah. yard because I feel inadequate, yeah. right? That's an example of us being the limitation on yeah. ourselves. It's like you, you, uh, that little undealt with fear and the inner dialogues that were going through my mind and oh yeah, but you're gonna open that up and then it's gonna be this big thing and you don't have time to deal with it and then you're gonna find out how horrible it is and then it's gonna cost you much money and then the septic field is gonna be busted and then you're gonna, and so, the, but that's the inner dialogue that's running in the back of my mind that I'm yeah. not controlling. Well, we we all have that inner dialogue. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I have that too. I, I'm so good at so many things. And then it's just like, oh, I have to like change a light bulb on our deck. And it's like, uh, I don't know. And then I go and I run into one little problem. Like, I'm, I'm done. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I don't know. If I don't, I change the light bulb and the light still didn't come on. So now it's some sort of horrific electrical problem yeah. and it's going to cost a bunch of money and time. And I, yeah. I just, you just, you just can't deal with it. Yeah. Almost. You just decide to, to walk away. Yeah. You just like, fine. I, starting something in the evening is something that I can't do because I'm like, yeah. well, what if it takes me six hours? Yeah. I got to start this on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And so we procrastinate. So now we procrastinate. Then, oh, well, we have a thing on Saturday at noon. So mm, I don't know. Should I take should, that on? Should I take that on? Is it? Yeah, it's true. Well, when I tackled that thing, I had, I put the whole day aside in case that it got thing. And then I had other things that I could get to today. Yeah. But I started that. Well, because I've blown this thing out of proportion. I could have fixed this any day in 15 <laughs> minutes in the last two months. I could have fixed it. <laughs> right. But it's. But. That is best case scenario. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's fine. So, okay. So moving along from that, how do we do it? Um, how do we make ourselves? 
how do, how do we how do we get ourselves out of the way uncap our own potential and to me it's like we first need to get out of our own way which was the story i just told yeah. it's like i was in my own way there i was limiting my potential well when we come into our own businesses and our own things there's a dozen broken pipes in each of our businesses that exist or in in our personal mm-hmm. life there's there's a relationship that we want to have that we are too scared like that that we aren't pursuing because we don't think that we can there's an unknown there we don't think that we're worth it we don't think that that person's gonna that person's gonna be bothered by us talking to them and asking them out for lunch like that one of my biggest mistakes that i've made in my career was dealing with the lack of um self-value or a low self-esteem it's it is like it's not low self-esteem but it's a form of it i would suggest Mm -hmm. where we go well why why would that person want to have lunch with me like unless yeah. they're just feeling like really kind and they're going to help me yeah. out um and they take pity on me and go out for lunch with me then like why would they yeah. want to help me yeah. right and then at some point i cracked in my mind the reality is that i br- i do bring value to other people yeah people who are in relationship with me get value from me mm-hmm. i'm worth knowing i think that would be the thing that that changed as a rule of thumb in my own mind i am worth knowing yeah everyone needs to know that yeah and everyone should want to know me instead of me thinking that no one wants to know me why would i i'm bothering them that's what that that is the inner dialogue that we're not controlling a 99 of people are dealing with that lie inside of them they're going i'm bothering that guy how many people like that talk to me and i hear that oh i hope i'm not bothering you why would you be bothering me yeah i'm standing right here yeah i stopped I stopped. I want to talk. Like you're not bothering me. If if you were bothering yeah. me, I would say, "Hey, you're bothering me. Bugger off." <laughs> like, why do you assume yeah. that you're bothering me? Yeah. What is the the inner problem that we got to deal with here inside of you yeah. that is limiting? Is the factor that's limiting you in your heart? Yeah. Right. Is like if you, if you're coming to me and you are not going to bring me some kind of value or you don't believe that you can benefit me by us being in a relationship, you got some inner work to do. Oh yeah. And if you honestly can't bring value, then maybe you should do some inner work on how you can bring value to other people. Exactly. Right? And so when I when I when I went over that hill internally and I started going, why wouldn't I want to reach out to this other business owner who's maybe got a little bit bigger business than me that has some more experience than me, who has a different perspective to me? And I take him out for lunch, I'll buy him lunch. Almost every single time that I did that, they were excited to do it. And I helped them in a significant way in yep. that conversation. We helped each other, iron sharpened iron, and we both came away better off. Yeah. Right. And, and they probably had a growth mindset too. Yeah, and they did, like not everything goes perfectly. Sometimes it yep. was hard to get someone nailed down, and and that was whatever. But the the investment of being proactive towards that thing, and and having the belief in myself that they want to know me. Guys that are net like big time networkers that do that really well, they they believe it. There's nothing in their mind. They plow forward, going like, "You're going to be better off knowing me today." You need my business. Yeah. You need what I'm selling. It's going to make you happy that we're having this conversation. And so then they have thick skin as if they get rejected. They're just like, well, that's their loss. Yeah. And it's like almost a, a slight arrogance to it, but it's that you're going to bring them value and you believe it and you know that they're going to benefit. So then you walk with confidence. It's knowing your value. Yeah. And knowing that I actually have value. I can bring it. Mm-hmm. And 
and people don't realize that they everyone has value yeah and that they bring it when their presence brings it Mm -hmm. and but they just have to be present yeah show up bring something yeah bring yourself like there is value in you and so you just need to express it push it out i don't know how many times i've you know i run i run guys groups uh family dinner groups game groups things like that the amount of times that guys don't show up just because they're like well it's that mindset well i don't know we're just a bother we just we don't want to show up but it's like no every time you show up i see value that you bring and so please show up Mm -hmm. all you it's not that you have to bring something other than yourself and your presence because that already seasons everything yeah yeah yeah. So anyway, so another thing that I think that's incredibly important is having a possibility mindset, mm-hmm. um, which is partly a growth mindset, but it's a little bit of a different direction where you become a visionary and a dreamer. So it is vision, but it's a vision turned somewhat inward. And so for you to um, do a possibility mindset, you need to take a good hard look at what your goals are, what your future is, who you want to be, who you want to become as an individual. Um, and I guess the rule of thumb that I would use is the reason why this is important is, is that your life and your business will never surpass you long term. So if you haven't become um, the best version of yourself, um, undeniable as a person, you haven't become more skilled, you haven't become more disciplined, you haven't um, done the physical work and built the work ethic and the grit and the knowledge and all the things that you need mm-hmm. to become the best version of yourself, your business and your life will not surpass that. It may in the short term, you may get an opportunity to make good things may come pour down on you for a little while. But if you don't raise the bar in your life to become better, um, it's all going to come back down to the bar of where you think your worth right. is or where you think your discipline is or where your work ethic is what you think is possible. Mm-hmm. If something that's possible, but you feel is impossible comes your way, you're not going to latch on to grab it and run with it. Right. Yeah. You're just, you're going to be skeptical. You're going to push back and then you're going to be worried about it. And the possibility, the opportunity is going to pass you by. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a possibility mindset is to seed your mind and really think of what is truly possible and open your mind. And something that we do in our company is we do, um, in our, in our visionary meetings, we talk about 10 year goals and I get, it's interesting because I get a lot of pushback from all departments and all managers and leaders on projecting out 10 years because it's like well how you have no idea what's going to happen in 10 years how could we even put a put a target in place how could we um say this is the revenue like we're going to do 300 million dollars in revenue that year it's like well it's just a ridiculous thing we're throwing darts out into the field right and it's like okay it's not about the the number goal the number of trucks the number of mechanics the revenue the whatever it's not actually about that Mm -hmm. what it's about is moving the bar forward with and what is possible how far could we get in 10 years because we always always overestimate what we can do in the short term Mm -hmm. and underestimate what we can do in the long term so we did an exercise on our last couple of meetings where we looked at our 10-year goals that we set three years ago when we started doing this process and so in two of our companies um, I pulled up our 10-year goals, our revenue goals, our empl- number of employees goals, and a bunch of other factors that we kind of set out there as big time. This is if we could, like the B hags, the big, hairy, audacious goals, right? Um, and we looked at them, right? and I pulled them up. And I, I, I knew, but not everyone else on the team knew, and they hadn't been thinking about it. 
And in both cases, we had decimated, destroyed those numbers in three years. Mm-hmm. And so, so when you made those goals, you were probably like, well, audacious yeah. goals that were like, man, if we could just ever reach this point, we'd be killing it. We did it in three years. We beat it yeah. in three years. So, and you did that we, in two companies. In two, in both companies, we did that. The other one was actually like not even opened yet when we set those goals. Right. Right. So that one hasn't really gone through that process necessarily yet. Yeah. But the point that I'm making here is, is that why have a big, hairy, audacious goal? Why look 10 years ahead? Why talk about what's possible? Well, when you talk about what's possible and you perceive what's possible, then you can make it happen. Like you are mentally opening your mindset and your growth mindset to what you can accomplish. And if you haven't, like, it's like shining a light a foot in front of you. You know what you can step on, mm-hmm. what's there. You know you're not going to trip and stumble. Okay, so perfect. So I can know. So I can take one step. Well, if I shine the light six feet in front of me, and I can see six feet, I might walk a little faster. I might take bigger steps. I might have more confidence. Oh, look, there's a, a mm. stumbling block there. I see it. Okay, I'm going to adjust slightly. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the same thing. If I shine a light on one year ahead of me. I'm going to be able to somewhat perceive that if I shine the light on three years ahead of me, I'm going to see and perceive and make some plans. If I shine the light out there and look as far forward as I can get that light to shine, I'm going to adjust how I move, mm-hmm. right? I can actually run when I can see a hundred yards ahead of me. I'm not afraid to run, right? Because yeah. I, there's there's open road up there. Let's go, yeah. right? Um you know, I'm not going to slam into a wall in the dark, right? Right, yeah. And so that's the same thing is that when you see that it's possible to go down that runway to this yeah. this spot, you start moving toward it quicker. You start questioning things less. You start going, okay, could we do that? Like something that you say all the time, what I always appreciate is instead of we can't or we won't, or um, instead of looking at ch- challenges, the, the wording, the verbiage is how might we do yeah. this? Right. So it's growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And so the possibility mindset is part of a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. It's pushing your mind to new heights to know what is possible. Yeah. Right. And I can almost hear the people, you know, that 10 year, well, there's too many variables. We don't know. Yeah. Government, uh, the infrastructure, economy could change. Econo- economy. Uh, we could be in a war by then. Yeah. You exactly. could die of a health issue. Yeah. Of course, all those things happen. But when you have that yeah. light shining out, it's not that the light shines. 10 miles ahead, mm-hmm. it's that the light shines and illuminates around you, you can actually see the path. Yeah, And I can start running and I'll be able to see the obstacles quicker. Mm-hmm. And you might have to go around, like you might realize that, oh, that's a lot farther than I thought. Yeah, But you just start going, you go faster. Yeah, And you stop, like, it, it's how far out you can see depends how fast you can get there because if in trucking it's an interesting thing we talk about this is like okay when do you give a truck driver his next dispatch information yeah right well if you ask the dispatcher they go okay well that guy is unloading in california on wednesday and we have a couple of california loads but i don't know which one he's going to get he might go to this location he might go to that location these aren't for sure yet they're not confirmed um they're you know and sh- they might cancel. There's so many things that could happen between now and then. So if I tell them that, and then I have to tell them, oh, that load canceled, and now we're going to send you in a different direction, that causes some 
some problems. It's yeah. not, it also means that the dispatcher doesn't have the ability to just keep moving things around as it works for the the bigger picture, right? But guess what happens? When this truck driver is picking up his first load and he knows he's gonna deliver here, but he doesn't know what he's gonna do after, he doesn't move quickly toward it. If you say, right, you're gonna yeah. unload Wednesday morning, you're gonna reload Wednesday afternoon, and you're gonna come back and deliver on Friday. Now he's like, okay, got it, let's roll. So then he, does he drive the extra 15 minutes? Does he get the extra 10 miles in? Well, he said, I gotta be there in the morning because I need to get there in the morning so that I can get that load in the afternoon. He has or, a sense of urgency. He has a sense of urgency there. So then what he doesn't know, he's not being communicated with about what's what options are out there. Then he's going, well, you know, when I'm loading, I'm not going to I'm not going to rush and get it tarped. And you know, I'll stop for lunch on the way down. Yeah, I'll get there at noon or two o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday. I don't really know what I'm doing after more than likely they're going to tell me I got to sit and then I'll load the next morning. And so what ends up happening? They go, okay, we got this load for you in California. It's like, oh, I'm not going to get unloaded until one o'clock in the afternoon. So I guess we'll have to load the next morning. Yeah. And I, I find the catch 22 on that too is, is if I'm, if I don't have that sense of urgency, um, I, I end up feeling rushed in that situation where it's like, I don't know what the plan is. And then I get yeah. to that point and it's like, oh, you got to go do this. Oh, now I feel rushed. But if I know the plan ahead of time, I'm like, oh no, I don't feel rushed at all. Because I have a plan. I'm just executing plan. on the plan. Yeah. It's all it's all reasonably certain, so I can just execute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then execution is is way easier. So when you know the next thing you need to do after the thing you're currently working on, yeah. you tend to complete and move on quickly. There's no incubation period in between. There's no uh, drag your feet. There's no, I'll take a break. There's, I got another thing. Let's go. Yeah. Right. And you can get excited about the next thing while you're still completing the thing you're doing. And that's, I think, a high level people that are, are on a limitless mindset. When they set a bar for themselves, as they start to climb and get closer and closer and closer to that bar before they, like, mm -hmm. as they know they're going to hit it now, there's no question in my mind that I'm hitting that bar. It's this close. I know like within a week or two, we're going to hit that. They don't wait till they hit it. They go, okay, bang, yeah. they move the bar up again. So they're, not, they're not even excited. Like by the time I hit a goal, I'm not even excited about it anymore. I could care less. It's like, I knew we were going to hit that a month ago. I'm already talking about what we're doing next year. Right. Right. Because like, as soon as I, I know for certain that we're going to surpass a goal, it's done in my mind. I'm past it. Yeah. Right. Do you, find, do you find that there, that there's a uh, pushback? From people, because sometimes I think that I, I can almost hear somebody think, well, that's just, you're dangling a carrot. All you're doing is dangling a carrot in front of you and you're, the carrot, you can never actually achieve it. And so, and I'm sure that you've run into people that, you know, um, in your company or people, other business owners or things like that, where it's like, well, why would you even bother setting it then? Because all it is is a carrot. Well, I think that it's in a limitless mindset there. It's not about a destination specifically, like goals are destinations, but the more you focus on a des destination, you get caught up or emotionally invested in the destination. The more you yeah. realize that it's kind of fruitless when you get there, like the, the joy is not there's science to prove that, that the most joy is in the journey and mm -hmm. not like there's no joy left when you hit the thing at the end, because you've experienced it all getting there. 
Like, and yes, like we all get some fulfillment from the level of completing things, or at least yeah. mo- a lot of people feel that way. But the, the reality is, is that limit, yeah, the checkbox people, the organizational people, okay, task completed, check. We get a nice dopamine yeah. hit from that, right? And so, but that's like two seconds. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now what? That, that's the now what after the check mark that you now, you actually go down where you can avoid that, that like the downward spiral or the plateau by, putting the next thing right after put more check boxes in there yeah the check boxes after that <laughs> check box are already in line so that you don't you don't get caught up in the yeah look what we've accomplished yeah downturn now like you lose momentum there's so many negatives of that but if if you are a person that's living in the emotional attachment to the destination um you're going to struggle with the limitless mindset because the limitless mindset is not about a destination. It is about constant improvement and getting better and the pursuit mm-hmm. of your best self. Yeah. Right. You, you need to be yeah. about the pursuit of your excellence, the pursuit of your best self. And yeah, there has to be um, outcomes and executions and proof in the pudding, but it's not about that. It's about becoming your best self and the mm-hmm. process of going there. Yeah. Dion Sanders comes to mind, a guy who, Mm -hmm. Uh, football player and baseball player who accolades best football player ever to play the sport Mm -hmm. some people say uh one of the best baseball players Mm -hmm. and he achieved everything once he achieved it he was like what what now Mm -hmm. he didn't have uh what's next yeah and it crushed the bar and then spiraled yeah exactly yeah yeah anyway no, I, th- I think high, it's high a big people, deal. Right? Like you you want to have a limitless mindset. You want to keep getting better and better and better and better and accomplish these things. Then you you need to keep moving that bar. Yeah. You need to keep it out a ways so that you keep shining that flash, flashlight ahead further yep. and further and you'll keep running. But if yep. you if you let yourself come up to the end of where you can see, yeah, then you're going to slow down. And you're not going to get to that to the the what your potential is like we all have so much more potential than we appreciate so this is where i go to okay who who is the type of person that's hitting this unlimited type of potential so we look in our society you got your elon musk you have your mark zuckerbergs you have your um jeff bezos and and these are people are monetary you can go into like you know people like gandhi or um uh other guy I can't remember just now, but like Jesus, Jesus, you know, limitless potential was dying and rising from the dead, you know? <laughs> um, but the point is, is that Jesus is a terrible example of what I'm just about to say, but <laughs> like all of these people are just regular humans. Yeah. They didn't wake up one morning and get like a revelation from God that like, you know, you're better than everyone else that I created. And so you are going to be blessed with this specific thing just because of it. Mm hmm. No, they're just regular dudes. They get up, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And the closer that I've gotten to like, you know, your heroes or these these people that you have been had for mentors or whatever, the, the more that I realize that they are just regular people that yeah. have unlimited mindsets. Maybe that's why people say don't don't meet your heroes. Then well, realize, oh, there's just normal there's some people. disappointments with with that. But I, I don't necessarily agree Reeves. with don't meet your heroes because for me, a person like me, like I, this is one of those rules that I've changed myself is that I don't, I'm not a fanboy of anybody. I don't think anyone's that special. I don't think Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk are special. I never have. Would I get all, if I saw them? No, I could care less. 
about that. Like, would I like to talk to them to learn from them? Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think that they can accomplish anything more than I can accomplish. Right. There is no differentiation between me and them in the fact that we have the same potential. Which is healthy. It's not hero worship, right? Yeah. But yeah. this is the thing about meeting your heroes. Well, if you have a hero and you put it on a pedestal in an unhealthy way, when you meet them, you're going to be disappointed because yep. they're just a regular person. Yeah. That's the point right. that I'm making. It is a good thing that they're a regular person because that means that what they do is possible for me. Yep. Right? Absolutely. So that's kind of how you do it. What about, I'm sure you've run into a lot of people and a lot of business people and even just maybe seen examples of how mm -hmm. others are doing it and how how they're limiting themselves. Yes. Are How are they limiting themselves? Do you have examples of people who have yeah. been limiting themselves? Yeah, I was thinking about this before this podcast. It's like, okay, what are the things that people do to themselves that limit themselves? So I could give some examples because it, it is, like in my mind, it's the number one problem is right. that people think what they're capable of is like this far. When it's like, I, I look at them and go, you have no idea the opportunity that you're sitting on right now with your business. Mm -hmm. You have no idea the opportunity you're sitting on in leading these people who are all looking to you to lead them. So one big one that I hear all the time that I thought it would be important to bring up is the um, the one man show that I can't have employees, I can't grow because I can't find people or I can't yeah. lead people or every time I get. And this is this is the story of that guy. I was like really, really good at what I did. I went out on my own and started my own business. I was so busy. I had so much work. I couldn't do it all. So I hired a guy. And that guy came in and I, I couldn't get him to do what I wanted. He didn't do things the way I thought that they should be done. He didn't show up on hmm. time. I couldn't rely on him. Um, one of my customers was disappointed because of the work that he did wasn't as good as the work that I did. And uh, and so then I just let him go and I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, I just can't. I can't have employees. It's too right. much. Right? And. To the point that I want to make is that not everybody is meant to be a leader. And I think that's an important distinction here is that right. um, when we, when a, a technician becomes a master of his trade, right. the natural progression that everyone believes is, is that, well, now they must be a manager or a leader or start their own business yeah. because, well, they're the best at that. So then the next iteration is leadership and leadership is not um, mm. the same. It's different. Uh, Jocko Whaling said the other day, and I thought this was just pure genius, is he said, we send people to school for four years or two years and get these degrees and the technical skills and the work that they do, and then we put them into leadership and just expect them to do it, when leadership is a two to four year degree thing in and of itself. It's a completely different trait. Yeah. Being a good leader or a good manager, a good entrepreneur, it's not the same thing. So just because you've proven yourself as an amazing master technician does not mean that you have any of the skills that you need to lead. Exactly. Right? Well, yeah. This this podcast is in in a lot of ways not anything to do with being a technician. It's about being an entrepreneur and a manager of people and what it requires to lead and to to run businesses. Mm -hmm. It's different training. You need different knowledge. You need different skill sets. And so for some people, that is just not what you're made to do. And and that's okay. It's okay. And it's, but it's actually very rare for people to know themselves well enough to just know. And then I've had people say that to me before. You know, I said, well, you need to do this, this, and this. And this is what you got to step into your leadership. And you need to have this level of discipline. You need to lead this by example. And they just said, oh, I'm, honestly, I'm never going to do that. Um, 
that's not for me. I have no interest in that. My heart doesn't isn't in it, so I'm not doing that. Yeah, good on them. Knowing and, themselves well enough, right? You know, but our society says, well, selfish. They, they, people yeah. discount those people, but we, for businesses to operate at the best that they can be, they need master technicians. Yeah. We need people who are excellent at the job that they do, at the skill that they have, um, turning the wrench, driving the truck, building the building, hammering the nail. We need those people that just love to do that. And yeah. God made people just for that, that just love doing that. That doesn't make them any less. It just nope. means that they they weren't built to lead. Yeah. Right? And I'm talking to the people. This podcast is me talking to people who are built to lead, who want to be the best leader that they can, that their heart swells for it, that they know what it's really going to take to be a good leader, the sacrifices mm-hmm. that they're going to have to make. Right? So that that's kind of number one with uh, with that. So that's the person that I'm talking to is, is that are you really – built to lead and sh- and should you be progressing your business or your skill set into a business or should you just be the best technician at someone some other company and let leaders lead so that's something you need to question yourself in yeah um but so many people who become a master of their trade go out on their own and start a business and then try to lead people and it's just not what they're about and yeah. then they actually cause much suffering on themselves because they're trying to do something that they hate doing and entrepreneuring managing and leading people when really what they want to do is what they're amazing at in their trade yeah so that's that's i get the sense i get the sense too that there's 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 a gradation in leadership because i could see a master technician who's like one step into the rung of leadership where yeah he's a master technician he's got one guy under him that's learning how to do the trade he's leading that guy but that's the, the amount of leadership that he can do yeah uh, whereas there's a like, like you who's leading uh, multiple companies mm-hmm. and people in the church and stuff like that, where it's like yeah, I'm, multiple companies, people in the church, hundreds of people. But then yeah. I'm actually I've, at the point now where I'm building other leaders, right? And yeah. so you go from learning how to lead, and this is the growth mindset: is like anybody who wants it, if your heart's in it and you want it, you can learn. There's no question. The, yeah. the mindset of growth mindset is that I can learn how to do this. Yeah. How might I become a better leader? Yeah. Right? So you listen to the podcast. So you read a book. So you go to a conference. Yeah. Right. That your growth mindset is I'm going to find a way to become the best that I can at this. And I'm going to like just move toward it and take action. Right. That I'm valuable. That I can actually do it. Yeah. And, that, and learning like ripping out the lies that you might have in you yeah. and replacing them with real truths. But the, if your heart isn't in it, you shouldn't like pound yeah. your head against the wall because people get put in that position all the time and it's terrible, right? You can yeah. have a growth mindset in just being a technician and not a leader, right? Oh yeah. Right. There's always more that you can learn in your trade. There's only more value you can bring to the situation, but it's not always yeah. leadership. But the thing about that is that's not this, this, right. what we're talking about is to the people who want to be leaders, right? So the next um, limiting factor or mindset is, what I call that you have a job, not a business. Mm-hmm. And people, and this is a bit of this technician thing again too, where people open a business and they have this idea of what their business is gonna be. And when you start a business from zero up to, you know, like you have to measure it somehow, but say up to a million or up to 10 employees or whatever, um, that takes a massive amount of energy. 
massive. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do another podcast later about um, kind of understanding the journey of that. Um, some of the questions I got is when do I know when I can start working on my business instead of into my business? When do I put the tools down and right. move into management or be more entrepreneurial about it? Um, what what does it take to do that? And what is the process? And there is a process there. And it is, um, it's the hardest part about business. And that's where most people live and never actually escape out of. And why I say that you have a job, not a business, is that if your business cannot operate day to day without you being there every minute of every day, like if it's gonna crash if you leave for any significant amount of time, you do not have a business, you have a job, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and this is something that I, I really, my heart is to help people find their way out of just having a job to having a business, because that was the dream that they set out to do when they went into business for them for themselves, right? Which I'm I can get the sense that there's probably a lot of people out there. Oh, dozens. That that are just like when they hear that, it's like daggers in their soul. Mm-hmm. And they they start getting that bead of sweat down their head. Yeah. Like, oh, I would never want to leave my business. Oh my gosh. If I left it, that is exactly what would happen. Well, they're trapped, right? Yeah. It's like you, you start your own business because you wanted to axe the boss man. Yeah, Like I'm tired of people telling me what to do. I'm tired of building this thing for somebody else. I'm tired of never being able to do what I want to do. I'm tired of them denying my holidays. I'm tired of them telling me how much money I'm going to make. I'm tired. Yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. I get you. But you can just move into slavery to the customer instead. And yeah. slavery to the cash flow and slavery to the employee. Your boss just shifted. Yeah, you're the boss, but it's actually a horrible nightmare slave situation that you put yourself into and i know it intimately i did it for 10 years right like that was the process of of learning how to get out of that scenario and so you've done that you've done that oh i know it intimately i don't dare leave it's that okay i'm going to take my one week of holidays this year and you you work twice as hard twice as much up to the edge of your holidays leave blasted exhausted stress through your whole week of holidays and come back to again another two, three weeks to a month of catch-up work. Yeah, to, from one and week. And I used to say, well, you get to pay the piper for leaving. That was the big joke. <laughs> Business owners, oh, you're going away for a week. Oh, now you're paying, you're paying. You should have known better, right? Like, it's true. It's yeah. what all business owners joke about yeah. in the small business realm, right? Yeah. And in the last few years, realizing that when I leave for a week or two weeks and I come back, and my workload didn't change and everything worked reasonably smoothly. Would I, would I leave forever? Well, no, there would be consequences and problems with that. But the sustainability of the business is strong with the leaders and the people that are in place mm-hmm. here. The systems work. The people are the right people in the right seats. The culture holds holds the line of the value. Everyone knows what what yeah. what driving towards excellence are the core values. Like yeah. it all The leaders works. that you've put in place aren't limiting the business with themselves either. Yeah. At that point, too, they're 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 stepping into the, the visionary side of it, mm-hmm. or at least even just taking your lead in the vision that you have. Yeah, and the big limiting factor is is that all of the people, and I think a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast are in the you have a job, not a business phase of their career, and it, I think that you almost have to go through it, yeah, um, to become the best that you can be. Well, it's a baby. It's a crucible, right? right? Like the crucible of building that business and understanding how freaking hard it is, how many hundreds of hours, the pain, the struggle the laying awake at night the financial problems the people problems mm-hmm. like all the the horror and the work and the challenge and the grit that it required to get over that hump is necessary for the respect of it when you do get over 
Yeah. Right. And that's why just second and third generational businesses fail at such an alarming rate is because the 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 kids that come in and take over the established business that is a business that yeah. they don't actually have to try that hard to keep going um, ultimately fails is because they have no respect for, for the struggle that it took to get there and what is required to make this thing be the best that it can be. Yeah. They take it for granted. Right. right. Yeah, so exactly. I don't think that it's the time is lost. I think how long it takes you to learn it is part of the process. Right. Right. So I'm talking to those people. And so the, the unlimited mindset is that this is a season. There is a process of how to get through this. And I believe that that we will get out mm -hmm. of this and that I will transition this into a business and out of a job into a business and that it is possible. Because people lose belief in that it is possible while they're in the crucible. Yeah. They stop believing and they think this is always going to be this way and I'm never going to overcome these problems and it's just going to own me forever. 80% of businesses fail in the first five years. The 80% of the remaining fail in the next five years. So that leaves 4% of businesses hmm. that make it in a 10-year window. Yeah. And that's because people lose hope and lose heart along the way. Yeah. Right? Which is which is tough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you have have people that are listening to the podcast. What kind of pain points do you think that they like you're talking about all these things and, and you've had some examples, mm -hmm. but like what's the one thing? What's the one thing that most people come to you like, I, I would love to be able to do that, but Mm -hmm. What what's the continuation of that? But yeah, so that like I guess the focus is is the is your mindset and you being the limiting factor, right? Right. Yeah. So if you're the limiting factor, what are the what are the environmental things that are causing you to have a a, a fixed mindset or a limited mindset, right? And a big big factor is who you surround yourself with. Um, what you put into your mind is another thing. So right. if you're surrounding yourself with like you be the the saying is you become the five people that you surround yourself with yeah right? i've heard that so if if you surround yourself with all people that have limited mindsets you know who who aren't running a business or are running a business but it's you know negativity it's well i can't do this and i like i hear it from entrepreneurs all the time oh, i just can't hire anybody i just can't hire anybody we mm -hmm. just can't overcome this problem i can just i just can't ever make any money at this or i i just i can't i just have to work so many hours or i can't i can't i can't i can't you, if you are inside of that bubble of people that are operating in that mindset all the time, it's going to be really hard for you to shift your mindset. Right. Right. And for me, it wasn't that I was surrounded by people that were in that mindset so much as I just wasn't putting the positivity in. So for me, it's getting up early. It's starting my day in prayer. It's putting in consistently putting in content the books that i read the podcasts that i listen to um all that kind of stuff i've been really pounding that for like about the last three years and it's been transformational for me because every morning i get up and i seed my mind with what's possible yeah i rub up against people and again these aren't people i'm hanging with uh, out with on the daily but i'm listening to ed my let's podcast i'm listening to john maxwell i'm listening to craig rochelle and i'm putting in the stuff that they're putting in i'm watching the people live their lives who yeah. are doing big things and i'm going i can do that too i can do that too and then i'm going out for lunch with other entrepreneurs who are progressive mindseted guys and we're sitting down and have conversations about our wins and the things that we think we can do and we're poking each other and pushing each other to be better 
right? Yeah. So when you're when you put yourself in that environment constantly, what's possible becomes more and more and more and more. And they keep you in that in that flow state of believing and trusting that you can move that way. Yeah. Um, the faith side of it is, is that you just honestly believe it. For me, um, God, my God has a thousand cattle and a thousand hills. Like the biblical mindset is that God is unlimited mm-hmm. and that I am a conduit of what he wants for my life. His, his picture for my life is infinitely bigger than I can even imagine. So giving, giving it to him to lead and to guide me down the path that goes to that unlimited place that's going to be and he's doing it for my good so that means it's going to be awesome it's not just going to be big and stressful it's going to be big and peaceful and joyful and happy and good and like it's just going to be the best and so i don't even have to take responsibility for coming up with the whole picture of the vision i just have to hand over authority of it to him yeah right and, and, guess, and that makes you less less attached to the outcome as yeah, well. Yeah, you're not emotionally attached to the outcome. You just know it's going to be awesome. So you're yeah. expectant. Like, and so then when things come, it, it your mindset is, well, it's for my good. It's for my good. And, and bad so things you can enjoy too. you can enjoy the thing even when it when it circumstantially can seem not good. Yeah, it seems. But and and not like that's another thing people like to prescribe to is when something that seems bad happens to them, they always think it's about them. Right. Sometimes <laughs> it's not about you. You're just in yeah. the storm that is affecting somebody else. Yeah. Um, and you're you're a part of the story. Right. Yeah. And sometimes that storm you can bring positivity to that situation, even though it's bad or perspective. And then in the end, it was all about or for somebody else's benefit. But you, yeah. it wasn't about you. So yeah. don't get caught up in what everything. Not everything is about you. Yeah. You know, you are a drop in the bucket of the universe. Exactly. Right? It. You're not the main main character in every story in everyone's life yeah for sure you're just a dude and and you don't have to take responsibility for every story yeah. but you can just do the best that you can and know that god's going to use that to to make yeah. his mission happen um the last thing is just our fears um you know the the inner dialogue i mentioned earlier things like the the broken pipe in the yard it's like these fears that exist that you don't um like capture them and then right. face them head on. We need to face our fears. Like when you have a, lim- a limitless mindset, there are all kinds of scary things out there, right? Yeah. I'm coming to work and you look at your 100 to 120, depending on the day, employees. And sometimes I come in here and get blindsided with personal issues and problems and bad decisions and people who are going through depression and relational failure, financial failure, struggles, and and it just mm-hmm. is overwhelming the problems that exist. And so then you start, the fear starts to overwhelm you. It's like, can I, am I even enough to handle what I currently have? How could I think about a thousand employees when I, I don't feel adequate to handle a hundred? Yeah. Right? It's a fear. Yeah, it's a fear, and the fear keeps you from seeing the opportunity. That, well, it, it makes me afraid of it. Like yeah. the fear breeds more fear into the future, and so yeah. we tend to always look at what we're going to lose. Like I'm going to lose my peace of mind because I let this thing get too big and it overwhelmed me, or I'm going to run the whole company over risking trying to to move this thing to become bigger and better than it currently is. Instead of looking at 
at it from a perspective like that you're looking at it as what it's going to cost me instead of looking at the value of what it's worth Mm -hmm. right the good things that are on the other side of this thing it's always going to be worth the cost yeah most most often you should weigh it but let's look at what it's what good the future can hold rather than what it's going to cost to get there because people always say well was it worth it and the answer is pretty much always yes was it worth it? Was it worth all the pain and the struggle and the thing and whatever? And oh man, that's a deeper subject altogether. Was it worth it? <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you it's- if you made the cost your marriage and your relationships and your health, then it probably probably wasn't worth it. So you need to hold those things in balance. Yeah. But you need to look at the value of the worth of of the the goals. What's not worth it is is not achieving those goals and regretting them later. Yeah. Right. Well, I would say that that those things that you're talking, like the the marriage and all that stuff, well, they they didn't properly prioritize. They didn't manage mm-hmm. their priorities. Yeah, right they did. Either. They made bad choices along the way. Right. And another thing that I've realized: the bigger my life and my world gets, is the things that you don't appreciate that are going to be um, the the offshoots, the little tributaries, and um, things that happen that you would have never accounted for and could never even value in the process. It's like, okay, well, if I have a thousand employees versus a hundred, so if I went from zero to a hundred, I know how many families we've helped. I know how much money we've given away. I know how many people that we fed that were starving. I know Mm -hmm. how many people who were able to buy a new house, a new car, have a child, met someone, got married. Like there's all these other things that were never even part of the plan of the growth that I had the opportunity to help facilitate and benefit because of building it up to a hundred. So what are all of the little blessings that exist, the fall off stuff that's going to happen? The happy accidents. The happy accidents when I get to a thousand people. Yeah. Like how many lives will have been changed? How many people's hearts will have been transformed? How many people... Um, I went out of horrible personal situations into a fulfilling, happy life because of that. Yeah. Right? An infinite number of unknowns in there that yeah. bring value that you'll never get the opportunity to experience if you don't go through the the cost and the work and the effort to keep growing and keep that growth mindset moving forward. And that, and that, I think people often are fully willing, myself included, fully willing to look at the possibilities of the negative happening, but not seeing the possibilities of the positive, seeing the opportunity. If I do this, well, what are the opportunities that are gonna happen? Mm-hmm. What are the good things that are gonna happen? Like all the things you just described. Yeah. Where we get so good at practicing the negative side. Well, here's the, the negative things can happen. Well, if you're gonna give that enough time in your mind, if you're gonna live it, let it live rent free, so to speak, mm-hmm. you should at least give it the exact amount of time, if not 10 times more for looking for the opportunity, mm-hmm. for looking for the positive. Yeah. Well, if I do this, this many people will happen. Mm-hmm. This many people will get to meet. This relationships will build. They'll mm-hmm. have better lives. We can feed homeless mm-hmm. people, things like that. Yeah. And looking at those things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, it is really, truly crazy. Like, you can never, you'll never be able to appreciate the lives that are affected by you. You'll never even know about many of the benefits that you brought to other people by building a life, a massive life and making a massive impact, right? Yeah. Someone that you would have never met because you never hired them, their sister's cousin is going to get something from them that they learn from you that's going to change their life and you're never going to yeah. even know. Yeah. You are the limiting factor. 
You are the limiting factor. And it's not, you are the limiting factor to their ripple effect that goes around you. Yeah. From the things that you produce. This podcast is going to help people and I'm never, ever going to even know about it. But I believe and I trust that putting this value out there is going to benefit people. Yeah. And so I'm doing the work to do it. Exactly. I don't need anything back from it. But I also believe in the law of reciprocity, which means that there is going to be positive things coming back from it. When you put positive value out there, you get positive values back. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping out there and and just not limiting yourself mm -hmm. and, and realizing that I have value. Mm -hmm. And when I put value out there, value comes back. Exactly. Right. Because then you're actually and you're actually looking for that value mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm putting value out and I'm looking for the value to come back. Where, where is the value? Where is it? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we we go into it and it's like, well, I don't have value and I just put value out and then I'm just going to turn away because, well, I'm yeah. not lo you even looking for nothing. the value. You just so do then, nothing. Yeah. And then you have, well, I didn't, my business failed because blah, 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 or my relationship relationships failed because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, because you, you number one, you may not even have put anything out there. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you did put something out there, you now are not even looking beyond what you put out there. Mm -hmm. You've just turned away. Anyway. Yeah. So I think the the big picture here that's really important is, is that you need to have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset. You need to shine the light ahead further in your life to look at what's possible for you and then put your faith in that 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 can happen. You can accomplish it. And with consistency, discipline, habits, um, routines and moving and just believing and moving in that direction that you can get there. You need to take off the the caps that are over your head, the glass ceilings that you don't think you can mm -hmm. break through. You need to remove those things and look further because you can accomplish it. You don't have to be like Elon Musk is no more special than you. The guy that you think is this, this your boss who's running your company that you're currently in, he's just a guy, mm -hmm. right? There wasn't like... Did he get opportunities or, or things that, you know, you feel like you could never get? Well, you, those opportunities exist for you. Go out and look for them. Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes open. Be expectant of the things that, that good things are coming and be ready to latch onto them and, and go yeah. when they come. Right. Don't think that, don't be pessimistic about everything that comes your way. Good is out there. Yeah. Right. And, and it's for you to yeah. take advantage of. Yeah. Right. So that's my big thing. Don't the, limit yourself. Yeah. And you're, and as a business owner, a really big takeaway here for me, the one that really made a difference from my mindset is that my business will not surpass me in the long term. It may in the short term, but in the long term, whatever my thermostat set at or whatever my level is at, it, it's not going to go up further. All those opportunities may come. I may be able, like they may be right there for the taking, but if I don't bring myself up to the level of being able mm -hmm. to be equipped to handle and do those things, it's going to come back down. If I don't think that I could ever lead more than three people, I'm never going to lead more than three people. And I'm never going, okay, well, I need to be prepared to lead 10 people even when I'm leading three people. Guess what? You'll end up leading 10 people. Yeah. So you need to set your mindset, your goal and your perspective and think of what po what's possible above yourself and then move in that direction and become the person that you need to become to lead your business, to lead your life to that level. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you for listening to uh, Built to Lead. We hope that yeah. this brought you value. And if it did, if you can like, 
comment, share, and rate us online. We would very much appreciate it as we're uh, trying to do our best to help as many people as we can. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.